Amen. Well, hey, welcome Shine Church. Welcome to our fifth online-only service. I can't believe that we've already had five of these. Um, Kim and I actually heard recently uh, this, this quote about the year 2020. Uh, it goes like this, 2020, what a leap year. February had 29 days, March had 300 days, and April is going to be five years long. <laughs> it totally seems like that. And actually, I believe that God has a message um, directly related to that uh, coming up. As I was praying about what to speak about this weekend, we got together with the teaching team, and we actually are going to do, I think, probably just a three-part little mini-series uh, based on Romans chapter 5. And so let me read that to you. Romans 5 says this, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. So I'm going to stop real quick because we just finished up with Easter, and that's exactly what we're boasting in is uh, the glory of what Jesus has done for us, and we can boast in that. But it goes on and says this. Not only do we boast in the glory of God, but it says we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Or in another translation, it actually says, um, hope does not disappoint. And as I was praying about this message, I felt like God wanted me um, to, to talk about perseverance. And so I shared that with the teaching team and there seemed to be some life to it. So we started talking about it. And so for the next three weeks, we're gonna talk about perseverance and how that develops character. We're gonna talk about character and that how that ultimately develops hope in us. And so let's look into perseverance for this weekend. Perseverance, what is it? Well, if you look it up in the Bible, it's this. It's endurance, steadfastness, and patiently waiting. How many of you are super excited about this word right now? <laughs> I'm kind of glad that you are at your home, so I can't see what your faces look like. Um, but patiently waiting. This is something that, um, to be honest with you, not a lot of us are really good at, are we? To actually have to patiently wait. And that's exactly where we find ourselves, is waiting for this whole stay-at-home thing to to pass so that we can go back out, we can get more back into what our normal routine is or was. Um, and, and so we, we sit here and we kind of start to get a little stir crazy. We start to get a little restless. And I really feel like God has a word for you because I think what God is saying is this, when we persevere, it's interesting. I had a little Bible study that was so much fun this week. I actually started looking up uh, Persevere. Uh, as a matter of fact, in Romans, here's what I would encourage you to do. Go to BibleHub.com, look up Romans chapter 5, and either verse 3 or 4, click on the little number for the verse, and it'll bring up just that verse. Then you can actually look up the Greek word for perseverance. And you can see all the different times that the word perseverance actually is used in the Bible. And so what I did is I went through the New Testament and over and over the word perseverance is used. And it is oftentimes directly related to hope or faith. As a matter of fact, you saw here in uh, the second verse uh, of chapter five where it says, we have gained access by faith into this grace. And then it talked about perseverance. Here's another one that we were talking with, uh, when we were talking as the teaching team, we actually got into First Peter. This came up and had a lot of life to it. First Peter one, three through nine, it says this. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope 
through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. There's that hope again. And it says, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith, there's faith, so we have hope and faith directly uh, in this scripture, are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice. We absolutely rejoice in what Jesus has done for us. We rejoice. We celebrated last weekend Easter and his resurrection. We, roast, we rejoice in that. Um, but then through now, it says, for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. How many of you right now are feeling like you are suffering uh, with a trial right now? This is a time where I know many people have come and told me, man, I just, I, I am, I just need to get out of my house. This is driving me nuts. Well, right here it says, for a little while you may have to suffer grief or all kinds of trials. And then it says this, these have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith may result in praise, glory, and honor. Now I skipped that, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even through the fire. But what he's trying to say is that when you go through these trials, they actually prove the genuineness of your faith and He's, his prayer is that it may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Then he says, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him. And here's the promise. And you are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith. Again, it ties into that perseverance, patiently waiting, and the salvation of your souls. And so I just... I just want to tell you, church, um, Kim, Kim actually brought up to my attention, you know, a tested faith, a tested faith is a faith that can be trusted. And you know what? When things are going well, when everything is going according to how we want it to go, it's really easy to say that we have faith in God, that we believe in him, we trust in him. But it's in times like this that we really have our faith put to test. And remember what faith is. Faith is hearing from God or faith is being sure of what we hope for and being certain of what we don't see. And it comes when we hear from God. And so I just want to encourage you. I want to stop for just a minute. And, and I really believe that part of perseverance, church, is actually taking time to listen to God, to hear him, and then to actually apply what he's speaking to us. And when we do that, what that does is it begins to build that faith, which then gives us hope, and it actually helps us to persevere in times like this. And so here's what I wanna do for the rest of our time. I wanna actually um, just look through some scriptures and see what it says about perseverance. And I hope that you will be as blessed as I was when I went through these scriptures. Luke eight fifteen. it says this, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Now, this is the section of the parable of the seed. And what the parable basically says is that um, the seed is the word of God. And it goes out, and some of the seed actually fell on the hard path. And it says that the birds came and snatched it up. And Jesus actually told the disciples what this meant was that... Um, the enemy came and snatched up the word before you could actually even really comprehend or actually even pull it in. Then it says that the seed fell on the rocky soil and that it grew real fast, but then it was scorched or taken away. And this seed actually deals with what we're facing right now. 
It's received with joy, but then a trial comes, a tribulation comes. And when that trial comes, it's actually snatched away. And man, I have just heard story after story of people who have applied the word of God um, and get excited about it. But then if any little trial comes or they are tested at all, then what happens is they actually, that word that was giving them so much joy and so much life, it's actually snatched away from them. The third part says that the seed falls in a thorny area and the thorns actually start to strangle the growth. And uh, Jesus says those are the concerns or the worries about this world that, that we have to face. And then as many of you know, the fourth seed falls on really healthy soil. And this is what he's saying here. In this part where the healthy soil, it stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Church, I would submit to you that in a time like this, we actually have to fight to retain the word of God. In three of those four areas, the enemy comes and uses either trials or tribulations or worries or anxieties, and he uses them to try to steal away the word that God has for you. And I want to encourage you, we have to fight for this. We have to go after God right now. And part of persevering is saying that in the middle of this craziness, in the time where I'm feeling stir crazy, where I'm feeling restless, I'm going to push into God and I'm going to go after you, God, because Going after him is what actually develops that perseverance, which then develops character and then gives us hope. And so, as I've mentioned before, I'm reading through the Bible in 60 days because I just felt like, hey, I've got some extra time being at home, so let's go through the whole entire Bible. And I was reading uh, the stories of the kings in First, first Kings, Second Kings, and First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, and I found myself thinking, wow, it is amazing to me that Jesus would get with these kings and he would, or not Jesus, God would get with these kings and he would say this, he would go, hey, listen, if you will follow me, if you will follow my precepts, if you will follow my decrees, I will bless you. And in one case in particular that I remember, he actually tells um, the, the king to be, I will make you a dynasty that will be great like your father David. And you would think that that would be enough, but that king quickly turned away from the precepts of God. And I'm not sure why he did, but here's what I know. The natural tendency and natural pull for us is to actually pull us away from the things that God has for us. And I want you, church, during this time to fight for God. Fight for your relationship with him. Do whatever it takes to persevere in your relationship with him. Don't let the news media, don't let the things that you might read, don't let Facebook posts or Instagram posts or whatever it is that you're watching, don't let that be of more influence than the word of God in your life. Then at times of praise and worship, um, in times of just getting with others and talking about the goodness of God, I wanna encourage you, pursue God like you never have in this time because we have to fight for it because if we don't the enemy is going to come and snatch the word snatch the life that God wants to give you in the middle of this God is trying to mature us and he uses circumstances like this to mature us and so I want to encourage you fight for God and his word in you here's another section of scripture that I thought you might enjoy Romans 8 24 through 25 it says this for in this hope, ha, huh, there it is again, that hope or faith, we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? We don't hope for things that we already have. But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it 
patiently. Oh, church, I know this is one that people don't enjoy. We don't like to wait for things patiently, but here's what I want to encourage you. Let's hope. Let's hope for what we haven't seen. Let's hope for us getting out of our houses. Let's hope for us getting back to restaurants and being able to eat with friends and family. Let's hope uh, for better times than what we're dealing with now. Though we haven't seen those, we know that they're coming because the faithfulness of God is going to get us there. Now, what's interesting is as a staff on Tuesday, we always get together and we pray for you. We come together Tuesday, what we've been doing is we've been doing it through Zoom, and we pray life over you, we pray protection over you, um, and we are just seeking God for you. And this week in particular was really neat because we prayed for the church, we prayed for one another on the staff, and then we actually started talking about what we felt like God was showing us. And Aubrey Grease, our children's pastor, says um, that she was reading Second Kings. And she said that in that, there's a story in 2 Kings chapter 5 about a man named Naaman. Now, he was a commander of the army of Aram, the country Aram. And he had a skin disease. And so he actually is told, go to the man of God. At this point, it was Elisha. And so he goes to Elisha and and Elisha says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to Jordan. I want you to dip in seven times. Now, it says in the story that he's actually upset that that's what he is told to do. And so his friends, and I'll talk about this in a minute, but his friends actually say, man, if the, if the man of God had told you to do something really majestic, you totally would have done it. All he's asking you to do is go into the Jordan and dip in seven times. And Aubrey was recounting that, and she said this, and I think it's a word for um, maybe many of you. Whatever God is doing in your life right now, whatever he's speaking to you, maybe there's promises that he's given to you. I believe that God, um, God wants you to know, stay patient, stay faithful to that promise. Maybe it's only the third time you've dipped into the Jordan, or maybe it's only the fifth time you've dipped in. Um, there is a time where you're gonna dip in and it's gonna, it's gonna come to the end of what God is doing in you. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, God is gonna come through. And I just want you to know that's where the hope is. That's where the hope is. When you can't see that all of a sudden, but yet you trust and you know that God hasn't all of a sudden for you. So just want to encourage you. Keep pursuing him. Keep going after him. And if God has told you to do something, keep doing that and be eagerly waiting for that all of a sudden because I think it'll be very powerful in your life. Here's another scripture for you. Romans 4, or 15, 4 through 6. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance, listen to that, through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. Again, there's the hope. Then this prayer. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had so that with one mind and one voice, you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now I want to read another section of scripture and then I'll comment on this. 2 Thessalonians 1, 3 through 4 says this. We ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more. And the love all of you have for one another is increasing. Therefore, amongst God's churches, we boast about your perseverance. We boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials you are enduring. Now, um, Paul is writing here and saying, hey, listen, because you are enduring 
and you are persevering through these trials, through these tribulations that you are facing, and you're doing it with one another. He actually is encouraging them and, and saying that he's encouraged by the fact that you are enduring together. And so what I want to encourage you, I get it. It's hard right now in this time where we have been uh, told to, to isolate ourselves. We have got to find ways to stay connected to one another. I don't know about you, but I, I am about zoomed out of my mind. But you know what? It's the only way right now to connect. Tuesday, I had five and a half hours of Zoom calls. But you know what? I was connecting with people. We were praying for people. We were praying for you. Um, it, it was the only way that we can do it right now. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay being with frustrated with being on Zoom calls because it means that I am at least touching base with other people. And I want to encourage you, church, find ways to connect with one another. As a matter of fact, um, as a staff, uh, I haven't talked to all of my staff, but I know that they would agree to this. If you need to talk to somebody, just let us know. We'll set up a Zoom call. We'll set up a phone call. We'll set up whatever we need to in order to actually connect. If there's three or four of you that just want to touch base and you want to have a, 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 just a discussion about um, where you're going to eat next when you, when you can, when it opens all up, where you're going to eat, or maybe you want to get into um, truth like this and you want to go deeper, just let us know. We would love to participate in that. Um, and I want to encourage those that have done the, these things. I know Facebook groups have been set up. I know people are doing Zoom calls for Bible studies and they're doing prayer uh, Zoom calls and all of those. Keep doing those things. Especially the more you get stir crazy, the more you get restless, the more we need to be pushing into one another. Um, I, I go back to that story of Naaman. Here's what struck me when I read through Second Kings in my reading. And that was this. Naaman's friends came up to him and said, hey, you need to go do this. You've got to go do this. Because Naaman, he was so upset about what the man of God had told him to do that he basically was going, I'm not going to go do that silly thing. And his friends came in and said, no, you got to do that. And so, Shine, let's be good friends to one another and let's actually encourage each other to keep the connection going. Do whatever we can right now to continue to do these connections. Man, this is so important. So important. Keep connecting with other people. Here's another section of scripture. Um, Hebrews 10, 36. Um, now, during Easter, I read a great portion of this section of scripture, so I'm not gonna reread it. But verse 36, okay, it kind of concludes everything that I was talking about, Jesus be becoming the ultimate Passover and then our responsibility to actually go to him. Uh, but in verse 36, it says this, you need to persevere. Man, listen to those words. Church, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. And I just felt like the Lord wanted me to say this to the church. Don't grow weary in this time. Don't grow weary of pursuing God and pushing forward in your relationship with him. I get it. We're all getting a little restless. We're all getting stir crazy. But don't give up pursuing God and going after him and persevering in this time. Because it says when we do this, we will receive what he has promised. And I know the promises are gonna be different for every person um, but here's what I know, that what God has spoke to you, what, what you are believing for in faith, because you've heard him speak those things, you need to per persevere in order to receive that promise. And here's what's very interesting. Just a few verses later, Hebrews 
chapter 11 starts to talk about faith. It starts to talk about the men and women of great faith. I don't know about you, but I want to be considered to be a man of great faith. Well, one of those things that helped me to build my faith is to persevere. And I want to encourage you, persevere in this time. James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And I know I've joked about this. Amen. This is probably nobody's favorite scripture. But here's what it says. We're supposed to consider it pure joy when we face trials of many kinds like this. We're supposed to think this coronavirus 2020, COVID-19 Uh, stay at home, online service. We're supposed to have fun in this. Well, maybe not fun. We're supposed to have joy in the middle of this. Um, Man, I'm still working what that looks like, but here's what I do know. The joy of the Lord is our strength, and there's something powerful when we understand that these things, these trials, these suffering, these things that we have to face, and actually, if we can have a joy in the middle of it, It builds us up and it matures us. Listen to the rest of this. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Church, God's heart for you and I is that we would be mature, complete, and not lacking anything. And yet, in order to get to that place, the word of God clearly says that we have to go through trials and that our position during those trials is that we're supposed to consider them joyful, that, that we're supposed to have joy in those trials. Man, I, I don't think he's saying have fun in the trial, but I think what he's saying is realize that when you get on the out, other side of the, tri- the trial, he's gonna mature, he's gonna complete, and he's gonna bring out a better you when you get to the other side of it. I don't think Jesus when he faced the trial of the cross, was going, hey, this is fun. And yet, several times in the word of God, it says he considered it pure joy to suffer on our behalf. I don't think, again, he was having fun in the middle of that, but I think he knew that it was gonna accomplish that you and I could have direct relationship with our heavenly father. And so because of that, when he went through that trial, he had joy in it. So I just want to encourage you, go to God and ask him, what does it look like for you to have joy in a time like this? And pay close attention to your next thought and your thoughts that come right after making that prayer because I believe he'll speak to you and maybe he'll give you an understanding of how to do this and what that looks like. I want to finish with just one more section of scripture in how do we persevere, how do we do these things? And it's found in 2 Peter Verse, or chapter one, and I'm gonna read verse five through eight and then verse 10, it says this, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness. I I actually had the thought, and I was talking to my wife about this, um, maybe sometime I'll actually go through this and actually pull apart every word, but but actually I think it would be really cool if you did this. Go to biblehub.com sometime in the next week. Look up 2 Peter one and start at verse five and actually start pulling this apart. What does it mean to add to your faith goodness? What is that goodness? Because it says that once you hear from God, that faith, then then we're supposed to add to it goodness. Well, it's important to understand what that goodness is then, because then it says, and to goodness, we're supposed to add knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness. 
and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. There's a progressing order. He wants us to continually be pursuing this. I think it'd be a great study. I probably am gonna do it for myself this week because I wanna know what those things are and how we're supposed to be adding them because it says make every effort to add to these things. But here's what I want you to catch at the end of this. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, doesn't mean that you get it to the fullness, that, that you come and go, okay, I'm perfect in my goodness now. I'm perfect in my knowledge. I'm perfect in my perseverance. But it says, if you have these qualities in increasing, if we're growing in these things, if we're letting our trials, um, the tribulations, if, if we're letting those help to grow us, then they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. What it spoke to me is this. If we're increasing in these things, we actually grow in our relationship with the Lord. And so I want to encourage you, add goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, mutual affection, and love to your faith. And then verse 10, it says this, therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, listen to this, if you do these things, you will never stumble. You will never stumble. Man, I would love to get to the place where I never stumble. And that is the promise of this section of scripture. It says that if we do this, if we are growing and increasing in these things, then what happens is we will confirm our calling and our election. And when we do this, we will never stumble. And so here's what I want to finish with, and that is this. Like I said, we're in week five, at least, of this whole thing. This is our fifth online service. Um, and I know people are getting restless. I know people are starting to get stir crazy. I'm hearing the reports of people. As a matter of fact, one, <laughs> one person we got with uh, this week um, actually said, I'm going to have a party next weekend, and I don't care what the order is. She's going so stir crazy. She's like, I just have to get with other people. Um, I know for some of our introverts, you are living your best life now. But I, I'm actually hearing that even some introverts are going a little stir crazy. Like, I got to get out and at least go to a restaurant or something. Um, here's what I want you to do. This week, when those times come, when you're feeling a little restless, when you're feeling a little stir crazy, I want you to use that as an indicator that God wants you to pursue him. I don't know what that looks like for you. Maybe you get a little restless and you decide, you know what, I'm gonna go read a chapter in my Bible. That'd be a great opportunity and a great time to do it. Maybe for somebody, it's, you know what, I'm, still, I'm feeling a little stir crazy. You know what, I'm gonna turn on two or three worship songs and I'm just gonna listen to worship. Maybe for some of you, that stir craziness, that restlessness will actually prompt, I gotta set up a Zoom call. Um, I gotta set up one with my family or I wanna get with one of the pastors and we would be glad to do that, like I said before, uh, but let that be a trigger to actually pursue uh, maybe a connection with another person. Um, how about this one? I talked with a family this week and I thought this was so good. They said that they were, they were going a little crazy. Their kids it was one of the colder days this week, so their kids couldn't go outside and their kids were running around the house and, and <laughs> just driving them nuts. And um, they told me that they actually spent a time doing communion. And they brought the kids together, they had communion, 
And what she said was this, as soon as we did communion, the atmosphere changed. So maybe communion would be a great thing to do when you're feeling that restlessness, when you're going stir crazy a little bit. Um, maybe it's just finding a good book and reading about the things that God has for you um, and just finding some truth out that God has for you. Um, whatever it is, here's what I felt like the Lord wanted me to just encourage you with this weekend. And that is this, when you find yourself restless, when you find yourself going just a little stir crazy, use that as a trigger in your mind to take those thoughts captive and don't do what the enemy would want you to do and entertain that restlessness and entertain that, that stir craziness, <laughs> um, but actually use it to push you into his word because I believe with all of my heart that if you will do that, then you totally disarm the enemy from being able to actually steal away what God wants to do in you during this time. And so I just wanna encourage you, pursue God, especially in those times where you're finding yourself restless. And so let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the fact that even in the midst of this uh, crazy time that we're living in, God, you are still good. You are still faithful. You are still true. And you want to build a relationship with us that is more alive now than it was even before all of this. And so, Lord, I come before you now and I lift up everybody listening to me right now. And I pray that you would come and give them peace. Holy Spirit, fall in living rooms, fall in offices, fall in cars, fall in wherever people are listening. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would be very present and very real to every person listening to me right now. And Lord, I pray that you would begin to just pour peace and rest and life into everybody listening to me right now. And for those that right now find themselves extremely restless, God, I pray that you would begin to put a peace on them. Give them rest, Lord. Calm their minds, calm their hearts, God, I pray that even physically they would just take a deep breath and that they would just relax into the things that you have for them. And God, I thank you that you teach us in your word that when we persevere, it actually helps us to become the people that you want us to become. And so Lord, we thank you for this and we ask that you would use this time to grow us, to mature us, and to complete us. And Lord, we thank you for those things in your name. Amen. Amen.